What up, Gromis? Yeah. Alright, check it out. Hey, yo, what up? The name is Nerd Grows. I got the buttery turf flows. The way I make these herbs grow. This one's for all my tent homies and my earth hoes. Yo, 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 yo. I, wait, what, what are you doing, man? What? Start the podcast. All right. What up, y'all? Welcome to episode three of the Nerd Grows podcast. Before we get into today's topic, I want to discuss a few things at the top of the episode. The first is the gap between episode two and episode three. Right after I dropped episode two, the motherboard on my PC went, so I wasn't able to do much audio recording or editing. And you know, it took a couple days of troubleshooting the computer to the point where, you know, I narrowed it down to the motherboard and realized at this point I should just buy a new computer. Then I had to wait a week for the computer to come. So it took a minute, but I'm back in action now. <laughs> the second thing is I want to clarify a detail from last episode, because after last episode, I got a few comments about it. (laughs) Uh, So when I was talking about not listening to experienced growers during your first grow, based on the comments I got, I have a feeling it came off the wrong way to some people. Now, 100%, I wasn't trying to come off as arrogant, because I have no idea what I'm doing, (laughs) and I'm learning new stuff every single day. And I also didn't want to trivialize the skill that goes into cannabis growing. What I was talking about last episode wasn't like, oh, buy yourself an AC Infinity setup and you're good and that's it, right? More so what I was trying to say is that everyone has their own style of growing and experienced growers are naturally going to have more intricate growing processes and they're going to have a higher eye for detail that new growers won't have. And the way I kind of think about it is like you buy your first guitar and you're like starting to learn a couple chords and then like a rock star comes up to you and is like, oh, you just got to play this crazy guitar solo and everyone will love you. (laughs) And you're like, I just bought this guitar yesterday. I like, I can barely hold it correctly, let alone play this high level guitar solo. And that's kind of what I was trying to get at is that some of the advice that you're going to receive it just may flat out be too intricate for someone who's new at growing. And that's just my feelings on it. Cause there, like I have so like I learn about cannabis every day, or at least I try to. And there are some topics that I'm like keeping off to the side for now while I try to learn the basics. And that's really what I was trying to get at is like, start simple. You don't got to jump into like, you know, I don't know. I don't even know. See, I don't even know what what intricate thing to tell you about. <laughs> but like in my experience, when I was asking people how to grow and to give me advice on growing, I got so many different and oftentimes contradicting details from people to the point where I was like, all right, I just need to like build out my strategy myself. I'll take all the advice and the consideration, but... Like I said, some of the advice was contradictory, so I had to pick a side. I had to pick which of my friends I thought was right, which one was wrong. (laughs) But yeah, that's all I meant by that, was just uh, some people, especially like experienced growers, or especially content creators, which I know is funny because you're listening to my podcast, but a lot of content creators are affiliates of different companies, so they're biased towards wanting to sell you whatever product. So that's one side of it. 
also you have growers from all different locations giving you different advice that may not work with like your climate or even just, like I said, people that are so much more experienced than you where you're like, you wouldn't be able to put their techniques into place correctly for yourself, at least not right now. But yeah, I just wanted to clarify that. And uh, the third thing I wanted to talk about quick was the current status of my grow. I currently have four plants growing. (laughs) So my double grape and my Walter White, they are on days 55 and 54, respectively. And then I have an Odin Sons on day one from Big Green Guy. And I have a little bonsai going that I bought thinking it was Silver Kush. I'm not going to say the name, but I bought it from a company that I found out had less than reputable genetics. So I've just been using that as a bonsai. And honestly, it's looking good. Whatever mystery plant, whatever whatever the genetics are going to throw at me, it's doing pretty good so far. It's like just growing its fourth set of leaves. So it's like starting to get into veg. It's definitely, I wouldn't call it like a uh, seedling anymore. And speaking of bonsais, I lost one this week. <laughs> so from, from that same company, I had two seeds that were labeled as California Orange, I think was the strain. And I was trying to grow two in one. It was a, it was like a small, like a pint-sized uh, ceramic pot. And I put two in it, and I was wrapping them around each other as the seedlings grew. And I got to the point where they were wrapped around each other like three times. And then I was going to wait for them to get a little bit taller and then LST, you know, like LST them off to opposite sides of each other. So that way it would like twist and then branch out. And it was going really well. I was using this oversized paper clip to kind of hold all the, like the coil of the two seedlings to hold it in place. And that was working perfectly, except I had it in my tent. I had it in between my two main plants, between the double grape and the Walter White. And just the edge of the paperclip was hanging off of the side of the, uh, like, like off of the side of the pot. And, it, you know, I, uh, I'm using fabric pots. So when I picked up one of the big pots to go water it, the side of the paperclip stuck on the fabric of the fabric pot and it just ripped both seedlings out. <laughs> so that was fun. So that was my first fail. Be very careful when moving stuff around in your tent. <laughs> All right. So. That's really all the like housekeeping I wanted to do today. And the topic I wanted to talk about today were things that I wish I could go back and tell myself before I started my first grow. So technically, this is like a advice for new growers episode. However, I don't feel anywhere near that authoritative on this, seeing as I haven't even completed one grow yet. But I've definitely learned a lot and a lot of big lessons. And I do have like a handful of changes I want to make for the next set of plants. So the first lesson I've learned in my first grow is to always understand the gear that you're using as much as possible. As I said before, I'm using like a basic AC infinity setup. Uh, I don't have the UIS humidifiers yet. I'm just using regular humidifiers, but like the exhaust system, the lights, the computer, the oscillating fan, all of that. And I kind of, I believe I told the story on the last episode, but I didn't realize that you had to set the light to UIS mode in order to get it to link to the computer correctly. 
So out of the box, mine was just like set on three, or maybe I had like moved it when I was installing it or something. But I didn't realize that my light was set to be on level three 24 7. And I, you know, I have the what the 69 controller from AC Infinity, and I have it linked to my phone, and I have the widget on the home screen of my phone. And I had it, you know, I had the, the computer system set to 100% on a 186 schedule. But since the light wasn't set to UIS mode, it just wasn't, you know, that schedule wasn't being transferred over to the light. And the only reason why I realized is because there was a night where I was up in the middle of the night and I had to, you know, come down to the basement for something and notice that the light in the tent was still on. And then I was like, all right, that's weird. That shouldn't be happening. And then after some troubleshooting, I realized that I had the knob on the light to the wrong position. And then, yeah, it's been good since. And I would have never realized that was happening if I, you know, didn't have the circumstance of having to go into the basement in the middle of the night. But yeah, take the time to really understand your grow room setup and the build for your grow room. And if I could go back and tell myself that, because I was really excited, like the the seed, the, the grow tent came a day before my first seeds came. So I really only had like an afternoon to set everything up and get it running correctly, where I would have told myself to be more patient and take an extra day to, you know, make sure your whole grow setup is fine tuned before you plant any seeds. Because I also didn't realize about that light problem until maybe like almost three weeks into the grow, which I had noticed that my seedlings were like stretching up really high. And I also was having a hard time maintaining like a higher temperature inside the tent. And even my friend was like, you know, like your light's pretty cold. Like I know it's LED, but it's still pretty cold for LED. Not realizing that it was on level three. So, you know, I was showing him my phone. I was like, look, it's on level 10. I don't know if to tell you, but... <laughs> And that goes for anything, not even just like little gadgets and gizmos, but even just setting up your ductwork correctly, setting up your airflow and, you know, your exhaust and your humidifier, being able to get like a consistent climate before you start anything. Now, the second lesson I want to bring up is to understand your, I mean, obviously understand your whole growth setup, but understand where other people are coming from with their growth setups when you're asking for advice or when people are giving you advice. Now, if you're talking to an experienced grower, they know how to do all this in their head, but especially if you're just watching like a random YouTuber or listening to a random podcast or even just like a friend that you have that's growing, everyone is biased by their own growing style and one piece of advice may not translate to your growth style or your growth setup. So like, for example, if you're having problems with newts and then someone tells you how to correct them, but you know, you're a soil grower and they're a cocoa grower, you know, their, their advice may not translate into your growth setup. I almost think of it like a, uh, <laughs> cause I'm nerdy, like a, uh, like a role-playing game, right? Like, your, you know, your character has a special sword and a special shield and a helmet and armor. 
And that's kind of the, you know, the same way I think about my grow room is like this is like the exhaust, the fans, the humidifier, the pots I'm using, just all of that is almost like, like, like the way your character would have gear, like in a role-playing game. And uh, let's just pull out the calculator quick. All right, so just to make the numbers really easy, let's say there's five different ways to set up your your grow room. There's five different companies that make uh, growing medium or soil. There's five different newt companies. There's five different germination methods. Five different training methods. Five different watering methods. Five different harvesting methods. Five different curing methods. And five different drying methods. That comes out to 1,953,125 different possible grow style combinations. And we all know that there's way more than five in each of those categories. So that's me lowballing it and getting almost 2 million. And that's why it's really important to, when you're giving advice, understanding your own biases towards the way you like to grow, but also understanding the build and the grow style of the person that you're giving the advice to and vice versa. Like it's something that comes with experience, but if you're getting advice from someone, always make sure that the advice they're giving you at the very least translates to your growth style or your build. Like I said before, if you're talking to someone who's experienced, at least in my experience, they always ask you a couple questions like what's your medium? What's your schedule? Like what's your routine? Like kind of thing. So that way they can tailor the advice they're giving you to their, to your build. And that's really, if you are, talking to people either online or in person. But if you're just watching a bunch of YouTube videos, you have no idea like what that bias is that they're coming from. It's not a bad thing. Like I said, there's just literally millions of combinations of ways to grow cannabis to go from seed to usable product. We're talking literally millions of combinations. And it's just something to keep in mind. And that's what I would you know, go back and tell myself in my first grow was like, set up your grow and make sure that any advice or anything you watch, you know, like on YouTube, or if you're just listening to like a stray podcast episode about nutrients, like make sure that you know what, what style and what build the creator had in mind when, when they were giving this advice or making content that has this piece of advice in it. The next piece of advice I would want to go back and give myself is to try to grow more intuitively. I'm a very like data-driven, analytical person, so obviously when I saw that growing cannabis involved all of these different intricacies, I like wanted to plan everything out like down to the step-by-step. Step. But as I got further into my first grow, I noticed myself becoming more relaxed. And part of it is like a, I'm sure it's like a gaining experience, confidence thing, but also another part of it is that you're, you're nurturing like another living thing. And as much as people like to give technical advice, which is really important, growing cannabis or really any skill like this is not a paint by numbers. 
every seed is going to be different. Every strain is going to be different. Even multiple plants of the same strain, same seed, breeder, everything are going to be at least slightly different to each other. So while it's really important to have the skills to be able to, say, regulate your climate, water effectively, feed effectively, you also want to be almost like like you have a relationship with this plant because you're spending every day, every couple days with it for months throughout its entire life cycle. And you'll get to a point where like you can kind of, you know, you read it and you can kind of what little communication you can have with the plant, seeing as it can't talk. <laughs> uh, you just want your mind to be open to like that, that level of communication that you can have with it where you can look at its leaves, you can look at the soil, and just kind of understand what it's going through just by the little subtleties in it. Uh, I have a couple of charts that I downloaded just from random websites before I started, and that's kind of like whenever I have an issue, before I like go and ask someone for advice, I reference the charts, and I'm like, oh, the top leaves are bending like this, and then these leaves are changing color this way. I know that, you know, it's X deficiency or too much light or whatever variable I need to tweak. Then I'll go ask somebody either to validate, you know, my idea or to give me advice about it. There's only so much learning you can do in any given day, but you still got to keep the grow going. And there's no one-size-fits-all, you know, routine for every single plant. So you have to be able to be flexible and kind of live in the moment with this plant. Along the same lines, I also want to talk about the resilience of plants in general or just the, you know, in specifically the cannabis plant. When you're first learning how to grow, at least with me, I was like very anxious and paranoid about killing the plant or damaging it to the point where I'm like throwing weeks or months of work down the drain. As I've gone week by week with these plants, like it's pretty it's pretty apparent that like I don't know, I feel like you have to do something really crazy to uh really screw them up that bad. And it's something you just have to get used to. But especially starting the bonsai and like realizing that I can like twist them around and, you know, kind of push them around a little bit and they're fine. Also with my bonsai, I actually, I heard another podcast talk about this exact thing. So I thought it was awesome because I was already doing it before I heard them say it, but I just use my leftover water for my bonsai. So my bonsai is just getting a random assortment of whatever leftover newts were in the water from watering my main plants. And even that, like, I haven't seen any real deficiencies yet. The plants look very happy and healthy. I know bonsais have, like, you know, because of the soil or the lack of soil or lack of medium, you know, they have different nutritional requirements, but I'm literally just winging it and it, it looks okay. Now, I'm not going out and saying, like, you know, <laughs> uproot your plants or do anything super crazy with them, but... I was surprised to find out, like, just, like, the lack of fragility, I guess, is the way to put it, where 
I was thinking, you know, I was handling like glass this whole time. And along the same lines, the last thing I want to talk about today is the difference between different types of errors when growing. And I think that's part of the stress that comes along with being a new grower is that you hear from other growers like, oh, you're you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. And kind of like what I said before, everyone has their own opinion. But at the same time, I, I personally feel like there are two different types of errors that you can make. There are errors that are like true errors where you're actually hurting the plant or you're damaging the plant in some way. So you're talking about things like overwatering, underwatering, you know, overfeeding, underfeeding, different deficiencies or abundances in the, you know, the different elements that the plant needs for food. And then the second type of errors are what I think of as like optimization errors, where it doesn't hurt the plant, but it may hurt the plant's yield or the quality of the final product. That's what a lot of the conversations I see with growers are, like how to best optimize the plant to get the biggest yield and get the best product. And at the end of the day, yeah, yield and product quality are going to be the two, you know, the two main factors that you look for. But when you're first growing, I feel like it's so overwhelming just trying to keep the plant alive. It's important where if someone says you're doing something wrong or so, you know, someone tells you that or you watch a video where someone's like, stop doing this to your plants, top 10 reasons to blah, 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 you know, (laughs) but understanding the the difference between like, like a really critical error in your grow and just an error that results in a lack of optimization because the optimization are things that you can work on in subsequent grows where like critical errors you really need to fix right there on the spot. And I know there's like, I've had this conversation with somebody else. I don't know. It's kind of a hard line to balance being like, Hey, like, like sometimes when I'm talking to someone, I just have to be like, Hey, am I really screwing up or am I just not optimizing? Cause if I'm not optimizing, I can go do research. I can integrate it later in this grow or, later in uh you know in subsequent grows kind of thing uh like an example would be like oh you don't have like extra supplemental lighting where it's like you don't necessarily need that it may help optimization but your plant's not going to die if you don't have led lights stuck to the side of your tent or something like that but yeah that's all i wanted to get into today was a bunch of lessons that i've learned throughout my first grow and advice i would want to go back and tell myself Let me know if you have any questions or comments. Apparently, you guys like sending me comments based on dumb things I say, which is great because uh, I'm dumb. I'm (laughs) I'm very new at this. But I wanted to start the podcast anyways. Like, you know, everyone wants to be like super authoritative when it comes to making content. With me personally, I like making content while I'm learning because once I know how to do something, making content just feels like I'm regurgitating what I already know where I kind of like to podcast like live in the moment kind of thing. But yeah, let me know your thoughts. Hit me up. And uh, yeah, have a great week, everyone. Peace.